The Ryan and Russ Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. It's been a tough couple weeks for this West Virginia basketball team and a really tough 48 hours, obviously losing the backyard brawl and not losing it in a close game, tough game for the Mountaineers. Uh, Something that we've had the coaching staff on the show uh, before, we've talked about how much it's how important it is to support this team. Obviously, Josh Eilert's message, the rest of these coaches' message is to be patient kind of give them the unconditional support. And of course we've had their back obviously with Ryan being the former video coordinator for this team and being good friends with a lot of the coaching staff, you know, we've, we've always had their backs and we'll continue to have their backs, especially through this. This team is very limited, but we would be doing a disservice to our audience and all of you out there, but we got to be honest. This is, this is a team that's not playing very well right now. Obviously this is a team that's very limited, uh, you know, with, even even the bench is very limited. We do technically, I guess, have eight scholarship players, nine scholarship players now that a cook's back. But of course, a cook uh, with him trying to get back into shape and getting all that sorted out. Uh, Bembry, just his inexperience there. Pat's inconsistency. I mean, we don't have a lot of guards. We don't have a lot going on. And even with those limitations, Ryan, there are a couple things we could be doing better on the court. I'd love to hear your breakdown, Ryan, especially with you formally being in that building, you knowing all these guys, how do we, how do we get this to work out? Yeah, obviously the uh, Wednesday night was a big disappointment. Pitt, Pitt, I mean, Pitt, Pitt's a good basketball team for the most part, but we made them look like a top 10 team in America. We make Blake Henson look like Kevin Durant, as Quinn said in the press conference post game. So, and don't get me wrong, Blake Henson's a good player. He's 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 lit it up against a couple teams, but there's no excuse for giving up nine threes to one guy. There there's no excuse. I know he made a couple from the logo, but the reason he made a couple from the logo is because we let him get going early. Those were his like six, seventh, eighth threes where he was on fire and he was feeling it. But we let him get going early, and in the in the pregame that was the top of the guy sky report. We in the past never let guys at the top of the sky report get going like the way we let let Blake Kenton come to the Coliseum and light us up. Uh, we, we didn't take anything away. We didn't guard them at all for 40 minutes. I know no. we hung in there, and I know it's deflating when guys are making three after three after three, but you got to do a better job pressuring the basketball and taking them out of their out of their offense and making them uncomfortable. They they were they were running offense wherever they wanted to run it. They were getting to their spots passing to whoever they wanted to shooting wherever they wanted to shoot it from. And that was just the reality of the night. I offensively, it was, I thought we were okay. We just, we missed a lot of open threes again. I mean, jet, they yeah. doubled Jesse. Every time they, he touched the ball, he found, he found open guys. Uh, Ofri one for five from three Quinn, one for four Josiah. Oh, for four uh, Seth, one for three. So three for 20 as a team from three, compared to Pitt, who goes 16 to 38. So that's kind of the line of how we kind of got blown out in the end is they made 
really hard shots because we let them get going and they had the momentum the whole second half and we couldn't buy a shot once again. And it's kind of been the theme of these games so far as we, we, other than Virginia's, we just lose our legs in the second half. One, the concern we had going into this season, right, is we, we've seen this a couple times in the past, not as, I guess, consistently as we've seen it, but we've seen this last year, we, Ryan, we kind of saw it in your last year, is the, this team, obviously different coaching staff, different situations going on, was heavily reliant on their defense, right? And we would see times where we needed baskets and we couldn't make it. And this year, going into this year, we knew that we were going to have to outscore the other team, that we weren't going to have our legs um, probably with us on defense. Obviously, we're not a team that we can play from behind. Is We kind of got to get that lead early and stay with that lead. But you're absolutely right. I mean, that stat line says it all. Three for 20, you can't you can't go three from 20 from three-point, especially when a lot of those are, are open threes. And someone we talked about with JoJo Harris is – is look, he he's he's put it in there, and it, it's really hard to criticize a guy that you know we've met a couple times, and we've seen him work out at that practice facility, grind it out, make nonstop threes there, and you know we were hoping something could get started at the the St. John's game. I think he went four for four, he did well, and this needed to carry over in the pit game, and it just didn't. And we got out to kind of an early lead, Ryan, eight to two or, or something like that within the first TV timeout, and there's something about it is we get to like a certain lead. It's not even a run, but we just get up six, eight points. And then we're like, okay, we, we can coast. We're good now. And then, you know, we get a little complacent and the end of the first half, you know, Pitt goes on a run. We kind of get back in it and, and we're close there. And then, and then the second half starts and we just, no one's there and we can't make runs. We can't, can't make shots. It's, so, something obviously we got we got Kirk coming back after the Drexel game. We're waiting on Raekwon, and you know we talked to Ren about Raekwon. And he says he feels confident about it. The team's feeling like maybe all this peer pressure and the lawsuits and Jay Billis retweeting like that should get something going. And if we get those guys back, yeah, this is a completely different team and get a cook some some mileage in there, you know, mileage and get his his uh, stamina back up and going, but. Right now, Ryan, I mean, it, it kind of just is what it is, and we do have a game tomorrow. Like, we do have Drexel. Is is something has to change. Yeah, no, we can't feel sorry for ourselves. I mean, as much as we love to beat Pitt, we beat him, what, six in a row? We, 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 we enjoy winning that game. It is only one game on the schedule, and the schedule goes on. We're three and five. That's a harsh reality. That's as low as we've been. So it, it's what Josh said. It needs to be rock bottom. We're uh, 222 in the net. That's atrocious to be honest and and josh talked about that in the press conference and, and multiple members as well but there still is 75 percent of the season left and we we see a couple teams here and there where you'll you'll see them in february and be like that team doesn't even look like the same team as it was back in uh november and december they got better and better and better it needs to be this team that everybody's talking about that way so I, I going forward, I think they got to play more zone. I, I they can't guard the bounce at all. Um, as as much as like I said, as much as I hate zone, Jesse's familiar with zone. They they can hide some foul trouble, but they cannot guard the basketball to save their life right now. And especially with Kobe having to play forty minutes, he wears down throughout the game. Playing zone, it, it can spell him some minutes. Ofri, he's a young kid, so he's a freshman. 
he he struggles to guard the bounce as well. You can hide him in the zone a little bit, and then you got some length on the on the back end wings with Quinn and uh, eventually Cook. I mean, one of the positives from the other night was was seeing a Cook out there, and you could see flashes. Now you could see him get extremely tired because he doesn't have stamina back up from the events of that scrimmage. But you could just see the raw talent of being able to protect the rim and block the shot flashes. So we get a cook going, ramp him up slowly where he can give us 20 minutes. That's another guy that can protect the rim with Jesse. And that now we're starting to talk a little bit, especially when you get Kerr back and hopefully Raekwon. I mean, I, I, I know everybody at the press conference, the post-game press conference once asked Josh about Raekwon. At this point, there's not even much to talk about with Raekwon. Like it's in the NCAA's court. Like I don't know why there were so many damn questions about Raekwon. And like, the, if we get Raekwon, that'd be great. If not, we gotta we gotta find a way to win games with the team we got. We can't keep talking about Raekwon. I know we put out countless videos, lawsuits, Jay Bill's tweets, but until it gets changed, like it's out of our hands. Yeah, I guess the one positive thing for that is there is Mountaineer Nation is still holding on to hope like this season yeah. can be turned around, which is great. And we, we need to keep that hope and we need to support these guys out there. Uh, I mean, they're giving it their all and we need to give it all as fans. So that that's why they're holding on to that. But no, I, I agree. It's you're starting to get kind of that like pressure. It's like, when's Rick? And it's like, we don't know, guys. Um, I will say, and this was going around social media too, obviously with Tomlin being excused from Kansas State. I have no idea how this works, Ryan, or possible. I don't know if you do. The the thought that maybe he can come here for a second semester, or maybe there's a couple guys that they're able to work out uh, with with the school schedule and getting there for the second semester. Like I said, I have no idea how that works. You know what's funny too? I don't know if the NCAA knows how it works. I think they just no. make up rules as it kind of goes along there too. But yeah. It sounds like it's not out of the realm of possibility. So maybe there, there's a couple guys they can add on there. I just I just hope, especially we get Kerr back or we get something or someone on this team as well. Hopefully that being Raekwon and get some guys going again that this isn't held against us, you know, where where we are as a state. I mean, I did see something funny, I guess, from the pit side of things saying like, you know, the whole we finally beat you in, in basketball. And it's like, yeah, it took. Look how many dominoes it took to fall for, for you guys to finally beat us. And he, he didn't even look convincing in the first half. It took a second half, our legs giving out for you to win. But, hey, it's they're, they're pit fans. It's, it's what they do. And then they want to blame us for being classless fans. Yeah, is, is what it is there. So hopefully there is something that turns the corner here. And, you know, these early games aren't held against us, but it's the NCAA. They're not the biggest fans of West Virginia for whatever reason. But life goes on. And, and we got Drexel tomorrow. And, and we, we – it's a must. We, we got to get some momentum going before Kerr gets back. Something where it's like, okay, we won that game. Kerr's back. Let, let's keep going. Because it's, it's a week till we have UMass, right, at the Hall of Fame game up in Springfield. So you you got to give – this is the one where you're not allowed to get tired. It's kind of like the excuse – like a lot of people like to use the excuse in football, right, is we got injuries in the secondary. We got injuries. That's why we lost the game. Maybe that's true. But football is a game of, of attrition, war of attrition, right? And it's next man up. And this, this, this has to be looked at. That the Drexel game tomorrow, like that, like you just have to keep going till till your body gives out because we we got we have to get this one tomorrow, Ryan. Yeah, and you Drexel Drexel's good too, guys. Like, yeah. unfortunately, we don't hide from anybody when we schedule, and this might have been the year to hide from some teams with. I, I mean, at the time when we made the schedule, 
we had Toussaint, we had Mitchell, we had Wagi, we had Hugs. I mean, we had everybody. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, all those dominoes that you just talked about have fallen, and now we don't have them. We had Kerr, we had Battle. I mean, we had everybody, but unfortunately, we don't have them now. Um, but Drexel's good. They just went to Villanova and won. They Zach Spiker, a Morgantown native. Everybody knows the, the Spiker family's old man over at WU Medicine for as many years as he was. Um, they're good. They went to the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. They're coming in here. They're licking their chops, just like Monmouth was. Like, hey, man, this is a bye game that we think we can win. We went to Villanova and won. Now we can go to West Virginia. They're a wounded animal. They're coming off the pit loss. We can get this one. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Ryan, before we talk about Drexel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where where do you think all of this goes from here? You're the most experienced person of, in West Virginia media, meaning you've actually been in there and been in there recently. You you know the coaching tech. You you know all the dynamics. Where does this honestly go from here? In terms of the the season, or yeah, if where we're standing in after the uh, Big Twelve tournament, what does it look like? I think this team will get better and better. I I do. I think that when you get Kerr back, you can move Kobe off the ball. It's another guy that can handle the ball, so Kobe doesn't wear down throughout the game. Seth can go back to his old role of just being able to come in and make shots. He doesn't have to play point guard here and there. Uh, Cook, I think, is a nice piece that you could play uh, with Jesse rim protecting. I think I think they can they can fight and win some Big Twelve games. I think that they could fight and work their way up to the middle of the Big Twelve. I really do. With with all the pieces now, if they don't, the other thing is I don't know what the Raekwon thing. Just like we talked about, like I he. He should get it. I, from what I've seen with the other guys that they're granted, but if they don't, it, it is going to be a struggle to score the basketball because Kerr isn't exactly a score. But Kerr is a great guy at when you got pieces around him, getting the ball where it needs to go. He's going to make Jesse Edwards' life a lot easier, being able to get him the ball in places because they're doubling Jesse every single touch. Yeah. Now, when you spread him out with some shooters around him, they can't double him as much. You make him pay. You can, you don't go three for twenty like we did the other night. Or um, the Monmouth game and the Missouri State game where we shot 25 and 26%. So I I, I think the shots are going to start falling with a little more depth here. And I think that they're not going to quit on Josh. That's the one thing I'm going to guarantee. They're not going to quit on Josh. I agree with that. So I I, I think it's doom and gloom. It's rock bottom right now. This, This is rock bottom. It has to be rock bottom. Losing to an average pit team by 15 plus at home. Is pretty rock bottom. So uh, yeah, I I think we're going to turn around. I, I know I sound overly optimistic, but I have reasons to be with Kerr coming back, ramping up a cook, and hopefully Raekwon. And then back to your other point, Rush. I I think Tomlin would be eligible because he hasn't played and he uh-huh. is academically eligible. But there is some uh, logistics, obviously, with the lawsuits as well. What happened? The incident downtown in Manhattan. So there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, they'll find a way to screw us on that. He'll he'll come to West Virginia and just like Kerr, he'll be suspended, not the university for the actions. It's ridiculous. But yeah, a couple notes off of what you said there, that Kerr's kind of more like that John Stockton type. Like he'll set yeah. you up, but we just gotta we gotta finish there. And hey, on on a positive note too, is you know, you get you're able to get uh Seth Wilson off the bench, Kobe off the bench, hopefully. 
And, you know, those guys, obviously, they built stamina to play a full 40 minutes. Now you get them off the bench. You, you could see some some great things there. And I will say this, too. Absolutely. I agree. These guys are playing for Josh. They're, they're giving it all they have. You know, we kind of need to play a little bit more like there's nothing to lose because there really is nothing to lose at this point. I mean that more from an in-game mentality than, you know, how they actually feel because they're out there playing. But play a little devil's advocate with NIL money now and, and what some of these guys are getting play, paid, they better play. Like they're getting paid to do this. It's not. So, yeah. so it's they better. But also there is that you, you would tell a difference if they were just doing it for the money versus they're just doing it for Josh. They're trying, man. And, and when you see him on press row and uh, excuse me, when you see him in the press conference and they're upset, I mean, obviously I don't want anyone upset. I want to win the game, but the, sh- the reason that they're showing that emotion is because they care. So it is good to see that as well. Uh, Ryan, I'll turn it back to you. Tell us a little bit about this Drexel team and tell us how the Mountaineers win this game. Huh. Yeah, no, uh, no time to feel sorry for yourself, everybody. A good Drexel team's coming to town tomorrow at the Coliseum. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock, so nice little slot there during the during the Army-Navy game, the Army-Navy football game, that is. so. Uh, but Drexel experience, obviously they have experience of going on the road and winning. They won at Villanova. They've been to the NCAA tournament. They got size. They they make they make threes. They they're making a making five on the year. So um, I, I, it's going to be a team that that's going to come in with some confidence. They run some good stuff offensively. Spiker is a John Beeline guy, so you're going to see some of that old John Beeline offense. Um, they got good guards. So I mean, the Mountaineers are going to have to play well like they did against Jacksonville State and, and against Missouri State. If they play like they did against Monmouth and Pitt, then Drexel can come in here and win, unfortunately. So this is a game where, like you said, flush the pit game. As much as I hate losing to Pitt, as much as you hate losing to Pitt, it's one game and the season goes on. Nobody feels sorry for your sorry for us that we only got seven guys. You got to find a way to get off the mat, get this win, get to four and five, and go up there and play a good UMass team next week. Um, how do we do it? I I'm going to try and give out some different keys of victory because 50-50 balls will remain the same. We, we did not win enough 50-50 balls. So that is the number one thing. But num- I think we got to have some ball pressure, man. We got to take these teams out of what they want to do. I'm tired of watching teams dribble the ball where they want to dribble it, pass where they want to pass it, and shoot where they want to shoot it, run offense where they want. That's what we pride ourselves in the past at West Virginia, taking teams out of what they want to do. So – it's got to start at the 10 second line. We got to do a much better job guarding the basketball at the 10 second line. Offensively, I think the spacing's been pretty good for the most part, but I, th- I think the shot preparation has not been very good. I think sometimes we're surprised when the ball gets to us. So get your butt down, get ready to make a shot, pop up and shoot it in because Jesse's going to get doubled every single time from here on out. And Jesse's been proven a willing passer out of the post. Get it to a shooter, knock it in. You're a college basketball player. Like you said, Rush, some of you guys are getting paid. Make a shot. It's simple as that. This is this isn't this isn't personal, but we need to make some shots. We can't be going three for 20, four for 28, five for 26. That's unacceptable. And I know it's not really a controllable, but it is at the same time. You can control your shot preparation. So sit down, make a shot, and, and let's get some momentum going into uh this UMass game next week. I like it. I like it. Good, good place to start is is tomorrow to to yep. turn this thing around. So anyway, uh, that concludes another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show. Again, thank you everyone 
for your support. Thank you to Vision Homes for their sponsorship. Great people over there at Vision Homes. Uh, and we will be back next week uh, talking about uh, the Drexel game and obviously the UMass game as well. But, hey, bowl season starts here, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, a lot of bowl games for the Big 12. Uh, and we'll start really talking about the West Virginia's matchup against UNC and the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Obviously, the transfer portal is often and going too. So we'll, we'll have updates there as well. So, hey, we might be getting towards the holidays, but still plenty to talk about. Anyway, again, everyone, thank you so much for your support. And we'll see you next week. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys.